0: Oh, oh shine upon the darkness the oh, word of truth shine bright Abide with me forever Your law is mighty light Hey everyone and welcome to Theana Money where we seek to help the good man leave an inheritance to his children's children. This is Jeremy, the host of Money. So sorry for this episode being a little bit later than normal. I normally try to drop every new episode on Friday. I have consistently dropped a new episode every single Friday for over a year now, but last week on Friday I was still in the hospital and didn't get out until the day after that, so... Did not already have the episode for the week done before I was admitted to the hospital. My hand was uh, too messed up for me to be able to do any typing on a computer before I went to the hospital and still is healing. So actually I did all of my preparation for this episode or pretty much all of it on pen and paper instead of typing it out on a computer for the things I wanted to say. Uh, So that's why I'm dropping this episode earlier in the week on Monday instead of the normal Friday. So basically think of it as no episode last week to make up for it. This week's episode is dropping earlier on Monday evening instead of on Friday. Uh, And so with that all said, those of you that knew about it, because I had mentioned it on social media, thank you for praying for me. My hand is okay. I just had an infection in my hand get pretty bad that involved being admitted to the hospital for several days to get treatment for it. Uh, So, moral of the story is always wear gloves when you're doing work in your yard. I am one that usually doesn't wear gloves while doing work in my yard, and going forward, I'm probably very rarely going to not use gloves doing work in my yard. I'm going to always use gloves working in my yard here on out after this experience. So uh, I'm gonna put my craftsman gloves to good use rather than just sitting on a shelf when I should be using them from now on. Uh, All that aside want to go ahead and jump into a little bit of what we're talking about this episode. Uh, This is the first episode that is dropping after the announcement of Roe v. Wade being overturned. It dropped uh, probably just a couple hours after my most recent episode dropped. And so this then is the first new episode since when it dropped. And we're going to talk a little bit about that this time. But because this is an economics podcast, specifically a Christian economics podcast, we're going to talk about a little bit of the economic results of the overturn of Roe v. Wade from a Christian worldview. And uh, also, um, throughout all this episode, I'm not going to be arguing why abortion is wrong. We're just assuming it. After all, we're Christians. I think it's fair for us to just assume abortion is wrong because it's so obvious as Christians that it is. But I'm looking at probably having next week's episode, uh, detour a little bit from economics and just give a full explanation from scripture and from church history about why abortion is wrong. And then dive into a little bit about how Christians can fight against abortion. Something to just kind of go along with episodes I've already done talking about abortion on the podcast where I've talked about the Hyde Amendment, where I've had this episode just one doing a little bit of detour to talk about just why abortion is wrong. Since so far I've never argued why it's wrong, I've just assumed it's wrong, which Like I said, as Christians, we can do that because it's so obviously wrong, but we still need to be able to show why from scripture, most importantly from scripture and tangentially to that from church history, why abortion is wrong. Now before we jump in any further, I want to ask you all if you like the podcast to subscribe to it on your favorite podcast catcher if you haven't already, Uh, tell your friends about it. Text them uh, links to where they can download the episode on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any of the others. Uh, follow theona Money on social media and share the post to get the word out there. I have Theana Money on Facebook and Twitter and Gab and Instagram as well as several others that I don't really keep up with. Those are the four I keep up with regularly. I share memes. I share good economic stuff. I just share general Christian principles. Uh, graphics for new episodes, things like that. Uh, So getting to the topic at hand, let's talk about the current abortion landscape in America. Because of Roe's overturn, now about a week and a half ago, many states are restricting abortion with pre-Roe laws going into effect now, or even stronger than just a pre-Roe law, something written in the Constitution, or trigger bills. Now, as an abolitionist, I think uh, abolitionism, theonomy, and for that matter, biblical counseling are all consistent with precepts. So as an abolitionist, I look at these trigger bills and I read what they're doing and things like that. And I think none of them are really that great. Well, I mean, like they're really great because there will be good things that are done, but like none of them are actual bans on abortion. They all have very many exceptions that can be very easily abused to more or less just be abortion on demand with a caveat. And none of them criminalize the mother, which actually was a major reason why Roe v. Wade to begin with was passed. But there are still states limiting abortion and this is more than enough to frustrate those who want to murder children. But other states are going the opposite direction. They are becoming abortion sanctuary states. They want to try to be places where people can go to get abortions if the state they're in is restricting it. Some of the states, uh, if you count the territory Washington, D.C., there's 17 that will immediately still allow for abortion all the way. Some states, um, I think five of them, all the way up to uh, the point of um, birth and then 12 once again this is actually states plus the territory dc the other 12 would be for the entire um for for just viability five for the four states plus dc i believe are for the entire pregnancy the other 12 are for just up until the point of viability and several of those uh this is not from one side or the other this is just from the total 17 states plus the territory are california colorado new york illinois and the Territory Washington, D.C. And now um, let's talk about some of the more economic or more business-related aspects of this. Let's talk about companies and how companies are responding to the overturn of Roe v. Wade because companies as well as states are responding to the overturning of Roe v. Wade as a result of the decision on Dobbs v. Jackson women's health. Some are responding with abortion tourism, Uh, So if you don't know what abortion tourism is, we'll come back to that here in a minute. But some are responding, the reverse of that, responding positively. Uh, There's this company called Buffer Insurance. Uh, This is not an endorsement of everything they stand for. I know next to nothing about the company other than just some stuff I've seen getting shared around on Facebook and that I, on my personal page, shared as well here recently. But they are um, an insurance company. They refer to secular companies in one of the graphics as not them, but other companies. So maybe that means they're a Christian company. I have no idea. I don't know anything about them. Maybe someone listening to this happens to work there and can comment on a social media post and tell me more about them or something. But because of all of these other companies paying for employees to go get abortions and paying up to $4,000 for the cost of their abortion, they are responding with the reverse. They are paying for the costs of all of their female employees who are pregnant paying for the cost of giving birth. They're also giving paid maternity leave and also paid paternity leave for fathers whose wives have uh, just given birth to children. That way, both mothers and fathers can have paid paternity leave to spend time with their children. And they're also willing to pay medical costs associated with adoption. Now, there's a lot of other fees that go into adoption than just medical costs. As anyone who is adopted knows the tens of thousands of dollars that can go into it. But even just having the medical costs paid for, I'm sure, is very helpful when you're talking about such large sums of money. So that's just the given example of one I saw on social media for a company that's going to the opposite and trying to help people that are pregnant with the costs of keeping their baby and giving birth and not what. companies we're going to be looking for for much of the rest of this episode are doing Uh, once again that's buffer insurance i don't really know much about them they could in many other ways be a horrible company for all i know but they're just one example i wanted to give for someone doing something positive but many are not like that many are doing abortion tourism Uh, i hear the word tourism like tourist in there and this would be people who do not have any local access to a murdering their child via the abortion abortion mill, the kill mill. And so they are uh, going to places far out of town, perhaps even out of state, to try to murder their baby. This is what abortion tourism is. This would be like someone in uh, a state where now they can no longer get an abortion, traveling several hours away to the next state over, where abortion is still legal and that state is trying to make itself an abortion sanctuary. And now some of these companies basically are paying for abortion tourism. They're saying if the state you are in restricts abortion, then we will pay for your travel to go to the closest state to you that allows for abortion. Some of the companies doing this, this is not an exhaustive list. There are very many doing it. So I just wanted to hit like a dozen, maybe a dozen and a half of the highlights, some of the companies you might recognize. Adobe, actually Adobe is a company I used as an example in the most recent episode with them giving some software away for free to try to get you to purchase their other expensive software. So go check out that other episode on why sellers would cut prices to hear about that. But Adobe, Airbnb, Amazon, Apple, Comcast, Disney, Google, hp kroger meta meta being facebook or instagram microsoft netflix nike reddit salesforce starbucks and tesla yes even elon musk he is not some sort of conservative hero just because he almost bought twitter and uh, revealed a lot of shenanigans they were doing he still has companies that are doing a lot of very corrupt things And um, if you want to see some of these same companies in a larger list, just Google it. And you can probably very easily find a dozen different articles giving you lists of companies paying for their employees to get abortions. And so what is it that exactly is happening with these companies? Well, they are paying for pregnant female employees to get abortions. By the way, I say pregnant female employees because only females can get pregnant they're not pregnant people getting abortions all women are people but they are specifically pregnant women because in the two categories of people men and women only the one women can get pregnant no matter what a purple haired sociology professor says and now different companies have probably their own different ways they're going about this their own different rules but the kind of general rule of thumb with many of them is that they will pay up to $4,000 for a woman to travel out of state if she needs to in order to get her abortion. They're paying for her to get to her nearest abortion clinic, her travel, probably also her lodging, her hotel while she's there, her food, and maybe even, depending on the rules, childcare for any children she currently has. And now, why would they do this? Well reason why they do something like this is pagans are going to pay and that honestly should be more of an acceptable explanation like it's kind of said jokingly but like there's truth to that but there are also some pragmatic economic reasons for why they do something like this and that's what we're jumping into next so an economic reason why they're doing something like this is maternity leave costs companies money a lot of it maternity leave can be expensive for companies one way it can be expensive is while that woman is out of work for a month or two or three on maternity leave, someone else has to do her job while she's gone. And that might mean someone else has to be trained. Perhaps um, what she's doing is something no one else in the company was really trained on doing or if they were, it was a while back. And so it'll take them a little bit of time to get up to her proficiency with it and um so that'll take time from the company away as one person's training another or maybe she before she leave is training that person on their job taking time away from both of them that could have been spent on other things you know that person probably at first isn't as good as she is because they aren't doing it every day like she was and also they may not even be able to spare another employee to cover her for a while though if they do like we've been saying you know there're different costs with that also that person won't be able to do their job as effectively because they're doing hers on top of theirs so maybe they might forego all of that and they just hire a temp they hire a full-time temporary worker someone who will work for them 40 hours a week just for the couple months until she's back on maternity leave but now they have to train that temp they have the cost of that temp and so there's just a lot of costs there and that's just all the cost with someone else having to do her job while she's gone there are Other costs associated with maternity leave for the company Uh, there's the financial costs of it the directly financial cost the her absence in that time is an indirect financial cost from the uh, lack of efficiency of someone else doing it and their training and things like that but some other financial costs of her maternity leave are if the company pays for some of her maternity leave if they you know have maybe something in their handbook says that um they'll pay the first two weeks of it or the first month of it or even all of it. Or maybe they'll pay for all of it but only at half of her normal wages. You know, whatever's in their handbook that says they give some sort of financial payment to her while she's on maternity leave, well, then they have to pay that. And whether they do that or whether they don't, the handbook still says that she can use personal days or sick days or vacation days or any other kind of holidays and paid days off that people get and the other time paid time paid time off people get that they can apply to maternity or paternity leave well now they have all of that maybe this was a woman who very rarely gets sick so the company maybe never really had to pay her her sick days because she never really used them but their handbook says she can use her sick days to still get paid while on maternity leave and now she cashes in all her sick days at once that's another expense for the company. Also, when she gets back to her job, say she's been off for two or three months, it's probably going to take her a couple of days to get back into the swing of things. You know, if you're used to doing something every single day and then you take two or three months off, it's probably going to take you a week or two to be as good as, at it as you were before after you've been not doing it every single day for two or three months. So they have that cost of her not being as proficient and not as efficient for a few days maybe a week or two when she gets back on the job also they just have the cost of she might decide to never come back she might say that she likes being at home with her baby too much and if she does good for her by the way but she might decide that her and her husband look at their finances they say they can handle everything on just his income maybe make a couple cutbacks here or there and handle everything on just his income and so she just stays at home and stays home with the baby for a few years, maybe decides to homeschool and stays with the baby the entire time. All of these different things are different costs that maternity leave has. But um, also there are other things like health insurance. Uh, when companies have health insurance and their employees are taking more claims on the health insurance, that might make the company's premiums go up. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong here. I don't know all the ins and outs of health insurance, but I can imagine that when you have more people taking claims on their health insurance, such as going to the hospital to give birth, that it increases the premiums that the company has to pay. And so, because of all these various costs that come along with maternity leave, many companies now are deciding that it is much cheaper for them to offer to pay for a woman's abortion up to the amount of $4,000 they look at the finances and they say, a woman taking maternity leave costs us more than $4,000. So therefore, if we offer up to $4,000 for her to go get an abortion, then we're actually saving money by her just getting an abortion instead of maternity leave. And uh, the same logic employed there is the same logic I'm about to use. The same logic that says the company will pay for her to go murder her child because that's cheaper than her maternity leave is the same logic I'm about to use with what I'm about to say. By the way, slippery slopes are sometimes well-oiled. Slippery slopes are sometimes well-oiled. A woman can get pregnant multiple times, and therefore she might use this up to 4K for an abortion multiple times. So what if the company that's currently offering 4K for her to get an abortion instead of her maternity leave which is more expensive for the company what if that company instead offers 4k as a bonus if she gets chemically sterilized or gets her tubes tied? maybe the company will even pay for the surgery or the chemicals and even perhaps uh give her a bonus of more than 4k up so that the take home for her is four thousand dollars if enough of those women would have taken this 4k or uh, had a kid you know taking the 4k for the abortion to pay for her abortion or they'd had a kid and had maternity leave then this thing here that I'm saying would actually save the company even more money them deciding that they will give a woman who makes herself unable to have children by chemical sterilization or some other means they they will just give her a bonus of several thousand dollars and also pay for the treatment so the logic is already there for them to say doing these horrible things to their employees or to their employees' children is cheaper for them than the cost associated with their employees having children. So why wouldn't they just take the next logical step and say, you know what, forget us paying for your abortion. We'll do that too, but uh, we'll just go back a step and we'll just pay for you to not be able to get pregnant in the first place. It saves the company money, so they don't really have... Any logical reason not to. Like I said, slippery slopes are sometimes well oiled. But all of this is just pragmatic economics. Economics that says, let's do the most pragmatic thing, even if the most pragmatic thing is morally evil. But we're Christians, you know. I'm assuming that most of the people listening to Theonymony are Christians. Or even if you're not, you're probably someone who recognizes much of the beauty of the Christian worldview, and hopefully you one day are a Christian as well. And so we recognize that we should follow God over pragmatic economics. Honoring God is more important than pragmatic economics, especially when sin is involved in the pragmatism. After all, when we look at Scripture and look at the Christian worldview, we know that God blesses faithful obedience. God always blesses faithful obedience spiritually, and he often blesses faithful obedience physically as well. So the long-term economic benefits of obeying God are better than the short-term economic benefits of obeying sin. The long-term economic benefits of obeying God are better than the short-term economic benefits of obeying sin. And that's why that Christian companies should not be willing to do something like this. They should not say it is cheaper for us to pay up to $4,000 for a woman to travel however far she needs to to get an abortion rather than let her go on maternity leave several months later because maternity leave costs us as a company a lot more than $4,000. And so therefore, we should just have our employees murder their babies instead. That is sinful. That is immoral. That is evil. And that though it might save you some money in the short term as a company, the Christian employer, the Christian businessman, the Christian business owner, should never do something morally questionable, let alone morally evil, to save a few bucks in the short run. Sure, maybe his non-Christian business competitors might be willing to do stuff like that and therefore in the short run get a little bit ahead of him. But perhaps God in the long run will bless his obedience. And even if God doesn't, because we have no guarantee that God will always bless physical obedience, even if God doesn't, he still has a clean conscience. He doesn't have to answer for that on Judgment Day. By the way, if he's a Christian, he doesn't have to answer for his sin on Judgment Day in God's wrath. But as we see in 1 Corinthians 3, even for Christians, there are in eternity blessings for obedience. And his non-Christian competitors Even though it may have made them a few more bucks in this world, they do have to answer for that on Judgment Day, where they will be judged for their sin unless they, before they die, also repent and believe the gospel. And so, even if from a purely pragmatic economics standpoint, it makes more sense, we should honor God, not honor sin, no matter what the pragmatic pros and cons look like in the equation. And by the way, this is actually bad economics here. This isn't really the best economic solution that they've come up with. It really doesn't help them in the long run. Why? Because they are killing off their future consumers. When they pay for these women to get abortions instead of end up being in maternity leave after the baby's born, then there are fewer people in the future, those people in the future being the potential consumers for the very business where that woman works. And so this business is harming its long-term success because they will now have fewer consumers in the future by trying to push their female employees to have abortions instead of have children. Savings of 4K for abortion versus maternity leave now compared to another consumer in the future decades. It's now getting compared to the uh, cost of having possibly one fewer consumers in the future decades as that woman's child grows up and potentially is also someone who purchases goods or services from that company. So the company's longevity will be based on the children of other companies that don't do this. The longevity of the companies paying for women to get abortions, their future, their long-term growth and survival, their longevity, will be based on the women in their company who forego this up to 4k to cover the cost of an abortion or women in other companies or women who are stay-at-home homeschool moms whose husbands work with a single income they are based on those households to have enough future consumers to keep the company going into the future but also they aren't Christians, so why would they care what happens to the company after they retire They have no reason to not be like Hezekiah, who heard calamity was coming on Jerusalem. But when he heard that it would happen after he died, he said, it'll be in my son's days, not mine, and was happy with that. That's not our attitude as Christians. And non-Christians who have been given common grace by God also recognize that that's a bad attitude. But many of them think, as long as a company does well in my days, then why should I care about down the road? Trading short-term success for a questionable longevity down the road. And this is how we see one of the ways that rebellion against God makes you stupid. Spiritual fools become fools in every area. Spiritual fools become fools in every area. And so before I close, I want to give some points of application from this. Honor God with your economic decisions. Even if a sinful, pragmatic decision makes more economic sense right now, still honor God. In your economic decisions. Do what is right, even if what is questionable or outright sinful might save you a few bucks in the here and now. Also, murder is always murder. No matter how culturally acceptable it is, murder is always murder. And no matter how much economic sense it makes, murder is still always murder, and it's still always against one of God's Eternal commandments. And that was this week's episode of Theonomony. As we go, I want to remind everyone that the law of the Lord is perfect, sure, right, pure, clean, and true. So go apply that law in light of the gospel of Christ's atoning death and resurrection to every area of life. Grace and peace, friends. That is says me your love is sweet oh you-